What happens when you take a redneck fishing guide and pair him up with a master beekeeper? Well, we're about to find out. Join our host, Ken Milam and John Swan, as they help you brave the sting of beekeeping to reap the sweet rewards. This is The Hive Jive. Get your coffee down. I mean, oh, yeah, you got his coffee He didn't go before I was ready to swallow the coffee. Okay, so, all right, uh, let's see. We are on The Hive Jive, and this is actually kind of a, a special episode, Ken. So, we are at, we have just surpassed 10,000 total listens for the life of the show. All right. Which for us, uh, being the, the small little, good. yeah, you know, the, a couple little redneck mm-hmm. guys out here in the in the boonies of Texas mm-hmm. talking about some redheaded mutt bees, mm-hmm. um, not too bad, actually. That's, that's pretty cool. So we do, if you look at the way that we number the episodes, which this, um, we may look at changing this. So pay attention, guys. If you think, if you have an input, feel free to give it to us. Drop us a... Uh, Comment on Instagram or Facebook at the Hive Jive. Heck yeah. Shoot us an email at info at thehivejive.com. Mm-hmm. And so the way that we've done the numbering, this technically, if we followed our original outline, is only the 12th quote unquote official episode. Mm-hmm. But due to Mother Nature and the seasons not cooperating and stuff, we started doing bonus episodes to kind of fill the gaps and give you guys more content Mm -hmm. and stretch that original schedule out so that it would line up more appropriately. And in doing so, if you counted all of the bonus episodes and the little special edition things, yeah, this is actually the 20th broadcast of the Hive Jive, mm-hmm. or the 20th edition of it. I'm not really sure if we want to go through and just start numbering everything, like regardless if it's a bonus episode or not, if we just number it like this is 14, this is 15, this is 16. Nah. Um, or if we keep doing the, like the, government. the bonus, you want to do it like the government. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Who needs to oh, count? <laughs> this is number 12, but normally it's number 20. It would normally be, you know, it would regularly be number 20, but it's number 12 episode. Oh, by the way, there is an additional tax coming in for, because it is, and yeah. Okay, we'll leave that alone. So, you guys you guys didn't get to necessarily hear this, but there there has been some speculation whether or not we are actually in a radio studio and we are definitely in oh, a radio yes. studio. Yeah. Um and we have edited out we had some commercials decided they were going to start playing. <laughs> and so uh we spared you the the Texas infomercial yeah. <laughs> yeah. segment. Yeah. We did good. <laughs> Uh, but it, we, Ken and I got quite a laugh out of it. It was pretty entertaining. It was. Um, so if you go back and you look at, from the life of the show, if we go back and look from January 1st up to today, mm-hmm. just um, last week alone, mm-hmm. we are now averaging, this was about 1,250 listens wow. for just that last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And every week that just keeps increasing. More listeners come on. That's Thank amazing. Um, again, we said we we're already over 10,000 total listens. And if we break it down by the countries, we've got the, the top 10 from... From the life of the show from year to date united states still in that first position with the majority of it 85 percent there australia is still in second place we've got united kingdom canada norway germany Belgium, Spain, Ireland, and New Zealand. And on that New Zealand note, we'll make a little sidetrack here. So New Zealand, there is a beekeeping podcast in New Zealand. It's uh, Kiwi Mana. They have a their own podcast called Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping Show. There we go. And it is hosted by Gary and Margaret, and they go through and they talk about local beekeeping issues there in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. They, they do kind of like us. They talk about different things that come up, hot topics in the news, educational aspects, things like that. But they also have this segment where they talk about new podcasts and Mm -hmm. for their last episode which they've been out there for a while they have 141 episodes as of this last one but the last episode they did feature Mm -hmm. us the hive jive on there thank you yeah that's amazing i I greatly appreciate that i gotta know 
Oh, don't. He's going to ask about yeah. toilets. Okay, when you flush the commode <laughs> down there, <laughs> does it. it go the other direction? Ours goes from <sighs> left to right. Does y'all go from left to right I think right ours goes left? clockwise. Yeah, and ours is clockwise. If you're is south of the equator, it's counterclockwise. Yeah, counterclockwise. Okay. So Ken apparently Eric says to, it is. Ken, Our producer says it is. <laughs> Ken needs to travel and south does of the, the equator. Does the honey taste different there? Well, of course. you got different flowers. Just like... It's that. It's the honey down under. <laughs> well, that's where most. Well, yeah, whatever. It's the honey down under. <laughs> I'll quit. Well, we we want to give a shout out to Gary and Margaret because they did mention us out there. They also have a list of beekeeping podcasts, mm-hmm. and so you can go check out their site and go down through everything. It's kiwimana.co.nz. And the first part of that, it's spelled kiwi, like the fruit, and mana, like, you know, mana from heaven. So mm-hmm. kiwi mana, K-I-W-I-M-A-N-A dot co dot N-Z. They are, they are very entertaining. I liked it. And also, granted, <laughs> I was a little entertained, though, because of the accents. Obviously, they're from New yeah, Zealand, I, I so they speak. Wondering. Do you think they listen to us to see if we have an accent? <laughs> I bet they they probably think the same thing. Man, them guys, wow, they them sound. Them guys uh, talk funny. <laughs> they talk funny. That's okay. We we even for people here in the in the United States, we we still talk funny. Yeah. We we have that nice country hick slang going on. So we we talk funny everywhere. It's called redneckies. <laughs> redneckies. Mm, pretty much it. <laughs> um, they also they have mentioned, and I was not aware of this until they pointed it out. They they've mentioned this one of their time prior, mm-hmm. and then this time here they went through and mentioned, and they gave like a little. They kind of played our promo intro mm-hmm. and gave a little brief overview of the hive jive. But red red wine. No, that was the commercial oh, that jumped oh, in. Earlier. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they went in and they also pointed out the fact that London has a beekeeping podcast that is called the Beehive Jive. Okay. And so obviously that name is very similar to yes. our Hive Jive. And so I did go check them out as well. And it is a couple of beekeeping friends who get together. The The gentleman is actually there in London. Mm-hmm. He's, he's an English born and bred gentleman. The lady, his other friend that comes in and speaks, she's actually from Australia. So okay. you you have strong accents on both of those both, too. Both so, of those, yeah. And again, I find I love accents. So mm-hmm. when I go through and I listen to that, I think it's just awesome. But yeah, so go check those out. Check out the Kiwi Mana Buzz Beekeeping Show and check out the Beehive Jive from London and uh, give those guys a listen. Those are both pretty entertaining little shows, and they have a wealth of information. Bees there. buzz in a different language. Oh, they do. Because in some countries, it's not buzz, buzz. It's yeah. zoom, zoom. Okay. Yep. That's good enough. So me. there you go. I actually had an answer to that question. Shocked myself. Um, if we go back and look at the top 10 uh, cities, so we've looked at the top 10 countries, look at the top 10 cities in the United States. Uh, Central Texas is dominating that, but oh, that makes course. sense because we're in Austin, Texas. So we're, we're the capital, yeah. the heart of Texas here. Yeah. Um, you've got Austin, Round Rock, and Houston in the top three. Washington, D.C. takes up the fourth spot. I ain't figured that one out yet. Not yet. Uh, Somebody Elgin. tell us. Yeah, exactly. So if you're listening, obviously people are listening in Washington, D.C. So if you are listening in Washington, D.C., please drop us a comment, just like we said at the beginning it's of the show. Awesome. Info at thehivejive.com. Yeah. Or Facebook or Instagram at the Hive Jive. Tell us why Washington is such a great beekeeping blossoms. place that you would listen to a bunch of rednecks in Texas. It's cherry blossoms. They do have cherry blossoms. Yeah, the cherry tree is blooming. Yeah, so and they, they gotta have bees. So they listen to the Hive Jive. Yep, that's it. <laughs> well, good enough for me. Uh, rounding out the last half of that, we have Elgin, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, Chicago, Illinois, Dallas, Texas, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and San Jose, California. So that that's. I mean, still, it just blows my mind. Again, I didn't ever. We did this just for the heck of it. Um, yeah. And oh, so I I pulled this up. 
and I can say this on here. We can't okay. say this when we're on your radio show. Well, what is it? But I can say it on here. So okay. I think it's really funny when uh, iHeart goes through and they do their metrics, and they're like, oh, you guys are only getting like this much. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but they're only looking at what I goes heart. through iHeart. Yeah. So our top, if you look at all of the podcasting platforms we're on, mm -hmm. we are actually distributed through 43, mm -hmm. and then there's a subcategory that says others. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. there's 43 plus and right. an unknown number down there. And our top three, Spotify is the number one thing that people are listening to us really? through. That's uh, It holds 24% of the total share okay. out of those 43 things. Apple is going to be the second one. So your okay. Apple podcast, iTunes, that falls in second. iHeart is the third. And then from there, it trickles on down into Stitcher, all our website, others. you know, all these other podcasts that are out there. But yeah, we're we're distributed through all those. So when you take all 43 platforms that we're listening to and you add all that together, that's where you get that 10,000 listens from. Okay. So that's why I always laugh when the executives are like, well, you guys have done this. And we're like, no, <laughs> that's just what you think. <laughs> they just see it on iHeart. They just see it on yep. iHeart. That's yep. all. All right. So uh, yeah, the Hive Jive. Thanks for listening, guys. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wasn't there something else we're supposed to talk about today? I can't, bees? You're, you, yo, that's right. Oh, yeah, I, I can't believe bees. I forgot that. Ken yeah. got bees. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Duh, way to bury the and lead And I haven't stung yet. Not yet. I got stung yesterday. You got stung? I got stung. Was it my bees or no? Bees? It was the stop before you. Okay. And it was an after it the fact. It was Kelly's bees. It was Kelly's bees. Okay. One of them crawled up the inside of my suit, and I didn't actually have my pant legs inside my boots. Mm -hmm. So it went up the inside of my pant leg. Oh, and you on the lower leg. No, Ooh. no, no. It, it was upper thigh. I come all the way up. It came yeah. all the way up, and it didn't actually get me till we sat down in the ATV to drive back up the mountain. Mm -hmm. um, which, by the way, Pamela called me in the middle of all that. And she, uh, I'm going to totally ratchet out Pamela. She called me in the middle of all that and she wanted to know if she should postpone the pickups. <laughs> and I was like, no. And she's like, but it's raining and it's cold. And I'm like, I'm standing on top of a mountain overlooking a lake getting rained yeah. on. If I can do that, you can deliver the bees yeah, out there. And uh, when I hung up the phone, Kelly's giving me this really funny look and she's like, a mountain? Really? She's <laughs> like, a that's heel. a bit of an exaggeration. That's a heel. I was like, but okay, so. In Texas, for Central Texas, it's a really big hill, which is the closest thing we're going to get to a mountain. So, in I my defense, <laughs> I had a geology. You know, I'm a fishing guide. I, well, I've been a fishing guide since '81, and uh, a striper guide on Lake Buchanan. But uh, I had a geologist. I took fishing quite a bit. He told me that the hills around here, the escarpment, the yeah, yeah, whatever you call them. The hills around here. Sounds like a movie or an old song. Here in Texas, the hills around here. These hills are older, and at one time they were taller than the Andes. Did you know that Austin actually has volcanoes? There's three or four of them. Yeah, well, yeah, there's one down there towards Lockhart. Mm -hmm. And now, right there where I live on, uh, on the Burnett County side, we have. Uh, Granite Mountain, Granite Hill. <laughs> it, 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 what it was is the where talking the, about marble. The plug, or, I mean, where uh, it came up. Enchanted Rock. All you can see is the plug. Enchanted Rock was just where a a big vein of of granite come up. Yeah. But yeah, and then of course Marble Falls. It is a huge vein. What did I see? This is so off topic, but I was like, yeah, I almost drove off the dam. The damn dam. I almost drove off the dam. I'm. Coming across Lake Buchanan, mm -hmm. heading from Kelly's to your place, and I'm looking out there, and there's the dam. Yeah, that's Buchanan that you saw. But the, but the saw, spillway but you, was you, like these massive rock cliffs, it looked oh, like. Yeah. 
And I was like, that's awesome, because then it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, water comes out. It was like coming down yeah. a cliffside mountain. That yeah, was, they, that they was cool. They got one gate open, partially because of all the rain. But that, And that's not Marble Falls. That's its own... No, that's on Buchanan. That's, that's Inks Lake it's running into. Okay. How'd you like all the flowers out there where I oh live? Oh, my God. they were. I took some pictures. We'll post them on Instagram. By the time you hear this, they should be up. But mm-hmm. flowers everywhere. Yeah. I was driving down Wildflowers. the road. I'm supposed to be following Ken, and I keep, like, every time we come to a turn, I stop, and I'm sticking the phone out the window taking pictures. And he's like, would you hurry the hell up? <laughs> now, let's ask something. Do bees like thistles? We know beetles do. Okay, so there's this... Like White they thistle. do love regular thistles that make like the the dandelion type flower. The they end up having mm-hmm. the poofy top once they're done. So all the purple thistles they love those. I've got that massive artichoke blooming in my backyard, which is just a mega thistle mm-hmm. basically. But we saw these thistles, which are really interesting. They make like a giant white mm-hmm. poppy looking flower. Mm-hmm. They're, they've got so much pollen, it's just falling off the leaves and the petals everywhere. But we went and we looked inside several of them, and they were covered the with beetles. these gnarly, nasty-looking beetles. Yeah. Big old fat beetles in yeah. there just eating and munching on that pollen. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see a single bee on any of it. Oddly no. enough, we were out there for hours, and I saw one bee that, that was not our bee. I don't understand. You know, that's what I noticed since uh, I started getting into bees. Well, you see lots of bees. Yeah. A lot of bees. And, you know, I've been thinking, is it because there's so many flowers and not having to travel? I don't know, because you're, you've got the bee tree right there across yeah. from your shop. Yeah. And even right there at your shop was a whole patch of flowers. And then right over next to it, um, this will be another picture that I'll post for you guys. Mm-hmm. But to put it in perspective, we were out looking for some blocks, and there's a, a whole line of older boats that are docked out there mm-hmm. up on land, and then it's just a sea of wildflowers. Yep. So it's like boats and flowers. Yep. And there was not a single bee out there. Butterflies galore all over the place. Yep. But I didn't see any bees there. And it was really weird because not, you know, right there in the vicinity, there is a hive in a tree that's very active. Oh, so, yeah. No, there's two. There's one across the slope, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it was really, really kind of interesting on that fact. And you kept telling me, you'd call me, be like, I'm not seeing any bees. And Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I mean, maybe you're just not looking. But nope, we got out there and several hours I saw one bee. And I can't even guarantee it was a honeybee. It may have been a mason bee. Three miles from us, there's a guy that got. Uh, ten, 10 hives, three miles from us. That, that'd be just out of the range where yeah. I wouldn't really expect his so, to be out there, especially with as many flowers as you are. They're not going to need to travel three miles to eat. Now, I know, we're sitting so, here rattling. No, no, no. So talking about moving frames, at some point, you are going to have to put that flow hive together. No, no. <laughs> so Ken, Ken opens up the box and he starts with the flow hive. A and bunch of parts. That's he just, pulls I mean, out no all way. these pieces and he looks over at the regular Langstroth and he's like, "Yeah, screw this. I'm going to do that put one these later." Together. <laughs> so he he puts all the Langstroths together. Then he turns around and he's like, "Well, crap. There's still that flow hive and it's got a lot of pieces." Well, John, can't we just use these lang these uh, regular Langs and not the flow hive? Yeah. So you've got two Langs that we set up. Two yep. Langstroth single boxes at the moment. We put mm-hmm. in five frames of bees into mm-hmm. each one. We did that as we went through, you know, we'd pull up each individual frame. We would look at it. I'd go through and I'd point out to Ken the 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 different aspects on Mm -hmm. there, showing what each individual queen looked like. Mm -hmm. And then we would install them into the actual nuke, or sorry, from the nuke box into the Langstroth box and get that all set up now. So moving frames, you do need to build that flow hive. And what we're going to do is if we don't have another nuke or you haven't caught a swarm yet, 
We're going to take one of your Langstroths and we're going to take them frames back out of it. And no, we're going to put bunch, them. I'll buy another new. No, we're going <laughs> to put them into your flow hive. Okay. So that way you've got them all set up and ready to go. Because the, the bottom box, it's the same concept. It's except it's an eight frame instead of a 10 frame. So mm -hmm. they'll, they'll totally just plug and play and fit right in there. Yeah. So as soon as you get that done, okay. <laughs> we'll move them over. I say um, I, I bought an extra one. I thought, well, I'll give that to my son and he'll build mine. No. It didn't work. No. Yeah. Well, he stays busy. He's, he's, our, he's the fishing guy now. Yeah. I'm just a radio uh, talk show host and uh, BSer. BSer. You are the official BSer. I am an official BSer. So <laughs> we, I posted on social media for everybody so that they could see the interactions with between you and I yesterday and Friday. <laughs> I tagged you in them, so eventually you'll see that guy. pop up. Okay. Well, no, I did uh, even before we started. Night Friday night mm -hmm. after you you called me with your frantic I still haven't gotten my top bars built. No, oh, no. So I went I through. The, I had the top bars though. You had the bars yeah. absolutely. Didn't you had no good Didn't lord. He's got bars coming out his wazoo. He had yeah. buckets and barrels of bars yeah. everywhere. But I built the hive bodies, and so I I did a video of the hive mm -hmm. body. Then I loaded them up in the truck and brought them to you. Mm -hmm. And then you and I went through and we cut the legs mm -hmm. so that they would be standing about three foot tall. Cut yeah, the legs, got perfect. that all set up. Yep. We got those glued and screwed in. Normally I would bolt them, but we just used a few extra screws with the mm -hmm. glue and clamped them down. So we got the legs put on there. There'll be some pictures we'll put out that'll show uh, the, the finished product on that yep. and show you with both of them. We took them out. Beautiful, beautiful acreages of flowers out there. Nice tree blinds where we can get wind blocks and stuff going yep. on. And we've got the hive set up out there. We went through and installed the top bars. Yep. Got a picture of Ken holding his first top bar full of bees. Yep. The literal top bar, not the hive. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so we've got that all set up and good to go. And uh, there was the video. I think we had the video they took of me doing the shaking the sugar. So while you were making more sugar, I was out there no, okay. shaking the hell out of the other okay. jars. I'm and glad uh, you said that. I gotta go pick up some. Yes, you do. We yep. used all we his used sugar. All the sugar. <laughs> He's out of sugar. Yeah. That, actually, we my did wife the same. told me too because she is making tea and she drinks sweet tea. Yeah, and she doesn't like to put the honey in it. Mm -mm. See, she should convert. You always have a quart jar of honey around there. Always. I know, because I know I'm the one that gives them to you. <laughs> uh, but Kelly had the same problem. She ran completely out of sugar, too, when we were out there doing hers, and, and she ran out. So, But we've got them all out there. They're all there. They're good to go. Yep. Um, you put on your suit for the very first yep. time, which that cracked me up, because I get there, and most of Ken's stuff is still in the boxes they came in, or the packaging. <laughs> He's well, like, here's this is. and here's that. And uh, I, he hadn't tried on his suit yet, so I laughed because I was like, so how do we know what happens if it doesn't fit, Ken? <laughs> like, well, we bought it a size too big. Well, it, that's, and it looked about the same. Now, that's a great <laughs> note, though. So when you go and you buy your beekeeping suits, first off, I would say do not buy the ones that look like a painter suit that are one solid material. No. Go ahead and spend the extra little bit of money yeah. and buy the ones that are the triple layer mesh ventilated suits. If the slightest breeze comes through, you'll actually feel it, and it, it's just yeah, it's so much it better for you. It doesn't yeah. trap in all that heat and moisture as much. And but, bees do like black. Yeah, they do like the screens. They'll go yeah. for the screens. But when you look at your size chart, if it says that you're supposed to wear a medium, buy a large. Mm -hmm. If it says you need a large, get an extra large. Mm -hmm. The whole point of that is that when you put it on and you're standing upright and you're wearing the size it says you should wear, there's a little bit of slack and a little bit of give, and it's fine. 
But when you start doing some of these beekeeping things and you bend down, that suit's gonna pull tight. When it pulls tight, those three layers compress and a bee can sting you through mm -hmm. that. That's the only time they're not stingproof. Okay. So always get a size bigger than you need. There when you you're go. standing up straight, you'll look like you're swimming in it, but that's okay because you need that. You want it always to be loose no matter what you're doing. So that's kind of the, the there's your little side note of, of information on buying your bee suits. If you're buying the gloves, it is a royal pain in the rear mm -hmm. because most of them are made in China and I swear they don't know what normal people fingers look like. Mine, they don't. Well, I get I get a regular glove that, in theory, I should wear like a medium, mm -hmm. right? I can wear their smalls, but even in their small, there's still an extra inch of finger <laughs> above the tip of my fingers. And I'm like, where are they basing this size chart on? Like, oh. how does that even work? So... If you can, and then there's a local retail store that sells beekeeping gloves, go in the store and try them on before you buy them. Save yourself some heartache. But uh, I also, like what I put you in, or initially what I showed you that I was wearing, nitrile. nitrile. They're yeah. the nitrile gloves. You want to get the ones that are a little bit more expensive that are the dark blue or the purplish color. Uh, you can get the black ones, but if you do, I would turn them inside out because, as Ken mentioned just a minute ago, the bees do not bees like black. Like black. Uh, the places that they focused on on us when they did finally get a little riled up was the veil. They'll go towards the veil. Veil and your cell phone. Yeah, and, the, and my phone. They could see the black tip of my phone sticking out of the pocket, and they'd go nail the tip of that phone. But they go to the veil, two reasons. One, it's black, so it attracts them up right. there. Two, three reasons technically. Two, carbon dioxide. As you breathe out, they'll hone mm -hmm. in on that. And three, they can see facial features. They know faces, and so they'll go for your face, which is why you need to wear a veil, because yeah. they will go yeah. for your face. But we've got your bees now, Ken. You got Not your bees. bees. And uh, when do I need to... Okay, we, we, put, we fed them. We, we, we put in the top bars, we put two pint jars... And why thieves. was that? Uh, so they have something to eat. <laughs> Keep them there. I really expected you to go because you told me so. No, we did the two pints because in his oh, style of top bar, the quart jar is a little tall. bit too tall and it yeah. touches the top bar. So yeah. we did two pints to equal the quart. So you can you can get creative with that and still feed a quart per week. But we just use two smaller containers to equal that volume. But if you're using two, you're feed, you're you're feeding more bees at a time. That that's true. There is actually more mm -hmm. little holes, droplets mm -hmm. that they can get. So that is actually that's a very valid point. Mm -hmm. They may actually take it quicker in that yep. regard too. Yeah, I'll, and, I'll check them. And then on your Langstroths, we did regular quart, quart jars, jars with the entrance feeder, and we talked just like in the feeding episode. We put that entrance feeder in. We on each one we did it opposite. So on one we put it on the far left and then we butted the entrance right up against the yep. edge of that the entrance reducer so we put the solid side there so the bees can't get in around the feeder make sure the feeder is sealed and setting level all the way around it and then their entrance is on the far right and then we did the complete opposite on the other hive and it will one-to-one -one on your sugar and your water i'm sitting there there is no way all that sugar is going to dissolve in one-to-one. -one. It did. It does, yeah. It, oh, it, it does. dissolves down pretty well. And it's, and it's not thick. I thought it would look damn near like honey. Nope. No, it's not. It's, Even when you do thin. the, the two-to-one, it's still thinner than an actual syrup. Really? So it's it's thinner than like a syrup that you put on your pancakes and stuff when you do the two-to-one. But you can tell that it's it's a thicker, heavier mm -hmm. volume to it. But the one-to-one, -one, if you're using hot water out of the tap and you put it in there, you can shake it and then let it set for a little bit and then shake it again. And again, there's that video on Instagram of me shaking the hell out of those jars. 
Um, yep. I was, you know, we were just having a good time. We were out by the lake and being goofy, so I figured we might as well uh, give you guys yep. some entertainment with it. But get that in there, and then so you're going to feed when? I'm going to check them again in about later part of next week. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to... Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Give it about five to seven days mm -hmm. maximum, and then go back out there and check them. And on this first check, you're not going to really need to get into the hives. Mm -hmm. You just need to change the feeder and give them another quart each um, for each of those colonies out there. So I was going to say, well, when you get the hell up back up there and do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. You tried to pull that yesterday when we were out there, too, and you were like, well, you know, I could, and then he came, like, under his breath, or, well, you can come out here, and I was like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I see how that's I, tried to sneak that in By the way, there. you know how far I drive now. Yes. To come to work. Well, I did a hell of a round trip, too, though, because well, I went yeah. I went all the way out, and I ended up on one side of the lake, Yeah. did well, a delivery, and then I had to drive around the entire yeah. lake to get to your side. Yeah, uh, you were regular, when you were... Robert and Kelly's house, you were 12 miles from me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that 12 miles, it took 45 minutes to drive. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to do these slow... Yeah, you slow, can't go across. Yeah, you got to go all the way back down and around yep. the lake and back up. But it was beautiful out there, flowers everywhere. Oh, it really is. I mean, it's crazy how many sun, uh, how many wildflowers there is. And, and I showed you white brush, bee brush. Yeah, there were bee, bee brush bushes everywhere mm -hmm. out there, and they're going they're, into bloom. Yeah, they go. They the smell amazing. Yeah, they're was, very. They are almost like the almond verbena. It's uh, it's very similar to that. It has a very sweet floral smell to it mm -hmm. when they come out, and so the bees now have food aplenty out there. Oh, that is yeah. for sure. If the rain cooperates. They should be able to expand and grow very quickly. And next year, if the flowers out there look like they do this year, you'll have a hell of a honey harvest. Yeah, that'll work. It'll be really nice. That'd be nice. It'll be like Pamela. When am I gonna start making money out of this? <laughs> no, <laughs> or Pamela. I'm gonna. So we'll we'll end on another little funny note. And she's gonna hate me for this one. She already was like, "Why'd you tell him that?" Because I got home and told him the story, and and she was like, "Well, you didn't have to tell him that part." Um, <laughs> so we were out earlier this week getting the nukes out of the main nuke yard apiary right. and uh, loading them up so we could take them to the staging mm -hmm. areas for delivery and for pickups. And there is a big black. Angus Brahma mix. Brangus. Big old black Brangus, Brangus. It's Brangus. bull. Yeah. Huge bull. Mm -hmm. And he's out there and he's very curious about what these two pickup trucks and the two giant marshmallow space sort of alien like people the, are doing out there. Yeah. Kind of like last night. We yeah. the, cows the cows and the, and and the horse started the horse coming in. Watching us. And yeah. they were like, what the hell are those people? But there's trucks, maybe. There's food. <laughs> yeah. So they were following us around. But that's not the same thing. There was no other cattle out there, but the bull was there. And he was at the gate. We had uh -huh. to use the truck to get him out of the way. And then we move on down. And so very long story short, she's terrified of this bull, which, yes, the bulls can absolutely do damage. And if you yeah, make them mad, they, they can do bad things. But this guy, he's just he's lumbering just there along. for the food. And he's kind of coming closer and closer to us. And I've got my back to him. And she's worried that he's going to do something to us. And the suits are kind of awkward to maneuver in to begin with. But she's getting worried, so I told her, you know, go stand by your driver's side door. If you need to, you can get in the truck, but just watch him. And if he comes around my truck, if he's up past my truck, let me know. Wasn't even two minutes later, she was screaming bloody murder. He's coming, he's coming, JJ, he's coming. And I about had a heart attack. I about messed myself right there because in my mind, there's this massive black bull charging me. So I panic, freak out, dive out of the way, and I turn around and I look. He's just looking at he's you. He's not what even. What the hell are you doing he's, there, buddy? He's still at the very back of my truck. 
not paying any attention to me. And when I look at him, he's careening his neck up and over and into the bed of my truck. And he's looking down going, got any food? Is there any food in there? Got any kids so, in here? I was kind of hungry. It was funny. I was like, Pamela. And she's like, I'm so sorry. He just scares me. So we did a short little tutorial on, yes, he's a large, scary animal. But here's the features to watch for. Yeah. If he does this with his ears or his tail yeah. or, you know, how he's holding his head. Kicks his tail up, yeah. raises up a little bit. Lays, lays his ears, his ears straight back. back. You get ready. That's right. Yeah. Then yeah. you pay attention and keep the vehicle between you and him but he was in a great mood that day um i i my my ticker still works really well we we tested it (laughs) it was a jump start but yeah (laughs) beekeeping all the random things that can come along with it you can have a mexican standoff with a bull you can fight skunks there's snakes we oh massive massive rattlesnake out at the main apiary, my honey apiary, mm-hmm. couldn't quite get it though. He, well, he or she snuck off, man. And when she, and when it booked, you could hear the rattle, but the rattle was because it was moving so fast. <laughs> off through the weeds. Over there where we put the bees. Now where where I'm at, where I live, we have no rattlesnakes, but over there they have rattlesnakes. Well, that's just right around the corner. You notice how much water? You know, you said, oh Ken, you got to have a lot of water. Well, we got a big lake and we got a running creek. I did. We went over the creek because mm-hmm. I was thinking about that in the rain. Uh, that's going to be an obvious low water crossing mm-hmm. that you wouldn't be able to get to if there was any issues. Uh, but I was impressed, though, that there wasn't standing water out there because no, I, I asked it's, that. Just, it's because it's sand Okay. and gravel. Yeah, I asked that. That was something you don't want to set your beehives where there's going to be standing water. It's going to mm-hmm. be very bad. You'll have hive beetle problems if the hive gets wet. The bees would probably abscond because they don't like that marshy, soupy right. environment. Mm-hmm. And we were setting the hives down, and I'm looking, and I'm like, well, you know, is this going to be a water problem? Well, hello, dummy. You got rained on three times today, and there's no water standing no, out no there, so standing. probably not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. that was a great way to look at that. Anyhow, so. I, I think we got them in a good place. Yeah, I think they're I good. They're going to have a happy little home. Now we just get you out there to feed them once a week no, and uh, do no some of your deal. little inspections. They and, have to have, when do I hunt for the queen? Hey, queenie. Hey, Queenie! You don't you don't have to do that just yet. Oh, okay, good. We yeah. found them. Yeah, we found them all this next time. Next month. You're going to go through, you're basically, your first thing you're going to do is next week, you're just going to go refeed them. Right. Now, the week after that, you might go through and just do a spot check, and it's just going to be looking to see, is there lots of capped brood? Mm-hmm. Is there lots of larvae? Uh, make sure that they look like they're growing, and look for that open liquid inside the frames. And if there's the open liquid in there, then you might cut back a little mm-hmm. bit on the feeding. Mm-hmm. If there's no open liquid, and they're still doing it, like drawing out new wax, and they're mm-hmm. still using everything, mm-hmm. go ahead and keep feeding. But that's kind of your timeline for right now, and the whole point is we want them, they've got five frames in a 10-frame box, we want them to keep filling that up until yep. that box is 90% then we put full. put a medium frame on top of that. Then you put your medium on top. Yeah. There we'll, you go. We got to bring Eric out there and teach him how to do all this. He's looking for free slave <laughs> labor. No, Eric's shaking his head he no. Said, no, he ain't. Yeah. Ken, Ken is all up for free labor anywhere he can find it. <laughs> he ain't going to get stung. Ain't no way. <laughs> That's what the uh, the landowner pretty much said the same thing. He was like, oh, you guys can put them wherever you want, but I'm not gonna, I don't want nothing to do with them. Yeah, I call it called, hey, Mike, come on out here. We're going to have a rodeo here in a little bit. Y'all just do wherever, whatever y'all want to do anywhere on my place. I don't need to be out there. Yep, I don't need to be there. <laughs> and we did, so Ken out there where they do the fishing, they have cabins and stuff, and we did oh, yeah. not put the bees there. Because of the fear that there could be some mischievous little teenagers that may decide that they're bored and and they would throw rocks at the hives and cause problems. So we ended up putting them out on some acreage that's just wildflowers and trees and gorgeous. 
That way they're out of yeah. sight, out of mind, and yeah. we don't have to worry about kids. Yeah, behind the brush. And then Mike, Mike, he says, well, Ken, I want them there for the garden because he's a big gardener. Oh, yeah, and they're going to do great for his oh, garden. Yeah. And they're far enough away, too, that that's going to be prime forage area oh, yeah. for them there. So yeah, it'll work oh, out really good. well. That's good. Well, there you go, Ken. You finally uh, got your bees. We got my bees, and I'll be playing bees. Uh uh, I guess before long, I'll be a master beekeeper. Hey, there you go. Well, you got to start. You got to have to take the first test first. That's a that's a four year track, man. That's Aggie test. <laughs> it is an Aggie test. <laughs> it absolutely <Yeah>. is. <laughs> so, you have any closing thoughts now that you have bees? When I get my honey, <laughs> <laughs> always thinking of the next step forward, Ken. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So, join us next year when Ken talks about his first I'm honey harvest. Get my honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got. I, Seven, no, I got eight, no, I got seven swarm traps out. So I'm, I'm building more top frame tra- uh, for the, uh, as we catch, start catching the swarms. And then you're going to have queen those. Oh, we got a lot to talk about yet. We got a lot to do. So, you got all, you can you need to build your top bars. What happens when swarms start moving into your swarm traps? You ain't got your top bars built yet. Silence. Big top bars. Big They're t- big swarm traps. <laughs> they are big swarm traps. <laughs> Some of them are 20 frame, 20 swarm bars. True, but the, the sooner we get them out of the swarm trap, the easier oh, yeah. it will be. Yeah, it will be. So, gotta, gotta get. So oh, those nukes that you brought me. Yes. Some of those, they had drawn out a lot of comb. Yeah. Yep. How old, how long have they been in those nukes? So some of them actually overwintered in their nukes. Okay. So they, they would have started off last fall with three things of drawn comb. Mm-hmm. And then the other three to four that they drew out that we put in mm-hmm. there from that is all from this season that they've drawn out. And I noticed <laughs> you had, I had different colored bees. I got yeah. pretty golden bees. I got little black. Uh, little black sil- golden bees. And I got, but where's my big-headed mama? No, Big Island Mama. Bahama Mama. His Bahama Mama Queen. No, so the uh, the golden, so the ones that I showed you that are, that yeah. are really bright golden, yeah. those are offspring from one of the Bahama Mamas, or the quote-unquote the Big Island Queens, okay. which is okay. the pure Italian queen from okay. Big Island Queens in Hawaii. And we have a hive that, that is, the mother queen mm-hmm. is that. And so when we did the splits and we took some of the frames and bars out of there, and that was in one of the Langstroths, we took the frames mm-hmm. out of there. So all of those original bees that were there were all that. But then we requeen them with that Russian carniolan and they start eventually kind of changing over. So that one you have like this mix of golden and then you've got these mm-hmm. black bees with the tan stripes. Now, some of the other ones that were raised at my apiary, you've got the second gen queens that are leading most of those colonies. And so that's where you have that more redheaded mutt where she's mm-hmm. almost like a reddish amber at the top. And then the, by the tip of her abdomen, it's black and then all the rings are tan. Mm-hmm. And then your again, your European, uh, the race, the, the Russian and the Carniolan, mm-hmm. you've got the black bee with the tan, tan stripes again. So you've got this this mixture in there, but your queen's mating with, you know, 14 plus drones. Nah. So every bee that comes out is going to be just a little bit different on its coloration and you'll see some some nuance there to it but that's kind of fun to go through and, and point out each one and so i could show you three distinctly different oh, yeah. colors and lineages of bees and, inside and, there and that's i figure i'm a guinea pig anyway of course you no, are i know i am yeah you you keep trying to use me as the the workhorse out there on slave labor Works i keep using you as a guinea pig and that's fine <laughs> i don't care <laughs> we have more to talk about that's right we do we do and so we'll have more to talk about on the next episode yeah we're going to talk about Karen got stung. 
Maybe. Yeah. He no, did he really good. No, he, he ain't. He didn't get stung. And I asked him, he's already in the suit sitting on the tailgate of the truck. And I'm like, oh, by the way, are you allergic to bees? No, I'm not allergic <laughs> to bees. Uh-uh. Way after the fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Eventually, it's going to happen. Eventually, you'll get stung. I ain't worried about it. Like I said, I got I'm stung. I'm a big boy. Well, <laughs> I've, seen, hey, folks. I've seen big boys cry, Ken. <laughs> that's all I can say. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> We've had fun. We always have. fun. It's always a good time. It's a great time on the Hive Jive. Thank you guys for joining us again. You can always send listener questions, comments, thoughts, feedback, funny memes, whatever you want to. You can find us on social media, Instagram and Facebook, both at the Hive Jive. You can shoot us emails, info at thehivejive.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next full episode, which may or may not be numbered. <laughs> be good. Be, be safe. Be good. Bye. Bye. The show might be over for now, but the sting won't last long. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to our podcast as we'll be swarming in with new episodes the first and third Mondays of each month. Until then, behave yourselves. Behave yourselves.